0: Welcome to the Nice Shift Football Podcast Red Edition. Adelaide in party mode after scoring five goals at High Marsh on a Friday night under lights. We were all there to see it. Cooper and Tommy, the other all I'm referring to, they're right here with me to go over this. Uh, boys, shall we just start with the the lineup like we usually do? And we had a few worries when we saw that we'd named three defensive midfielders in Izzy, Barnett and Derigo.
1: Well, Cooper did. Cooper, please Uh, tell me. You you were frothing at the mouth
2: pregame. I just, there's just, we spoke about previously the lack of communication from this club about where injuries and players and where the fuck Nick Ansel has been for the last month, not included in a squad for a month. And then all of a sudden just starts out of nowhere next to, to Lockie Barr, who. You all know how we feel about about Lockie Bar and Popper on the bench again. And and three defensive midfielders just felt, to me, really, really negative for a home game against the Knicks.
1: That's totally fair, I think. Um, there were some forced ones, obviously. We had no Dorigo because he's on some young duty no, doing we have, something. We had Louis def- Louis
2: definitely started and played.
1: Oh, no, Dorigo was there, yeah. Yeah, I can't understand... I can't understand what happened here. Um, Jay, I was super pleased to see Jay Barnett come in and start, obviously. You know, do do you play three holding midfielders or defensive-minded midfielders to negate the really stoic 4-4-2 block that they have? There was obviously a plan behind it, and it worked. Focus the play through the center of the park to nullify, you know, the narrowness of the 4-4-2 and then exploit them wide. So I think we saw that a couple of times where we were just killing them, getting the ball wide, but in, you know, at the same time, we were very open from it as well. It's not a lineup that I'd like to see us go with again, especially because Zach Clough was on the wing, which another one that we see immediately and think, Oh my God, why? why?
0: Mm, uh, I'm at the point where I can tolerate him being picked as a 10. I think he has looked really good. And we've heard stuff come out, has come out from the, the training group and the camp that, he is, they seem to, the coaching staff seem to think he's our best ball player.
1: Yeah, I would, was... I would agree. Would you? Is he our yeah. best player on the ball? I think so. I mean, from deep, it's easy, isn't it? But going into the midfield area, uh, into the, the final third, potentially. What, what I'd like. Would like be. I'd like to see more of
0: it, but... Um, <laughs>
1: When he does but, it, yeah, he is. Yeah, I really don't
0: like seeing him line up on the wing. But um to be honest, like none of it really mattered. Um we took off pretty quick from the start. Melbourne had a good decent early Melbourne, Wellington had a decent early chance. It was on my mind because the chance was for Barbaroustus, former Melbourne victory. Um, and he was pretty wasteful on the night. But Adelaide Wasteful was just, kind. If did it feel like at half time we went in, was it 2-0 at halftime? Yep, yep. So at we went in 2 0 and we were all saying to each other, I think we've we haven't done anything. No, nah. we're just we're just up 2 0 and we haven't really done anything.
1: Like it's just it's just happened and here we are. Well, the first goal was so innocuous. The the Wooten Own goal, I mean, mm. hardly knew how the ball ended up in the back of the net and all of a sudden you're celebrating horrible goalkeeping. You know, yeah, but I mean, there's blame to be laid for a lot of players. I think in the build-up there for Wellington, <laughs> yeah. that I think Ufi said post-game that um, Chris, it, like Easter's around the corner, but we gave them a ton of Christmas presents, and nah. they certainly did. For a zinger against your own team, that's not too bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, and the second one, Luki Ivanovic. We're happy
0: to see him. Uh, another one is just kind of a scrambler that he, he got there and got a foot
2: to it, and in it went. Yep. Yeah, that's the Harland in him in. <laughs> Um, I, I touched on this last week. Um, Luca's pressure was really significant in causing the scramble that caused the own goal for the first. And yep. he got himself in, in a nice spot and flipped in a real scrappy finish in the second. Uh, to me, it just attests to what we were talking about last week with he's just one of those really scrappy strikers that's gonna throw himself in a bunch of spots and just gamble that a lot of players aren't going to and and when it's your night it's your night. and putting himself in those places you know cause a goal and got him a goal
0: yeah it's a, it's the energy it's an energy he brings that's like um that's gambling on you know with a ball full here but also he looks like he can also play as well so he's yeah, you true. know i don't want to take away from him just making it seem like he's just up there to cause problems and be a nuisance, he can't
1: actually <laughs> play as well. Um, yeah, he's not a Matt Simon type, that's for sure. Yeah, That was, lo- that was like the, probably the best. Uh, other, uh, you know, other than Ansel, who I love seeing obviously start a centre back. we've called for it all season, but we saw another assured performance. But to start him ahead of Hero, who then sits on the bench, uh, that's a brave call by Carl and it, it worked, I
2: think. I Yeah, I on that, I really love the option that having you know, Luca scoring goals in the league and, and Hiroshi scoring goals brings us to it, gives us this ability to to make teams question whether do they go tall to negate the threat of Hiroshi Ibasuki and if they do, can we bring Luca off the bench to give the two tall centre-backs trouble or make them think about changing something at the back midway through a game or vice versa, if they go smaller to keep up with Luca's energy and, and negate that, can we bring on Hiroshi and give them something else to think about? Yep, and it's going to be even better when Blackwood comes back. So we've got the
1: double tool striker option as well. It's just perfect, perfect squad arrangement of just uh, capable players. Nothing nothing too outstanding in that bunch, but capable players that will score goals in positions if you get them there. Yep, everyone contributing. Mate.
0: Third goal uh, is really, uh, it was a good header by Lockie Bar, but we were pretty, I think, safe to say, in the first half we were a bit off. The Lockie Bar thing again. We're we're not his biggest fans. It's fair to say, and if you listen to us every week, you'll hear us say that. But yeah, he tucks this header away really nicely. Um, but I think a lot of it is down to an uh, absolute peach of a ball from Craig Goodwin, who just uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, we can talk about it now. But he scored the fifth goal, and it just seems like he's a guy that he doesn't necessarily get a lot of chances. But when he does, his efficiency is just so good, uh, whether it's assisting
1: or scoring. He's, he's involved in everything. Uh, everything good at Leeds United. The, we're going to have to stop hating on Lockie Bar soon if he keeps scoring goals. There's probably yeah, a, thre- goals. There's a threshold. <laughs> how, how many would it be? Five for the season and then we just don't give him shit again? Just ah, allow him to be an average defender. <laughs> Ahead of Popovich? Come on, man, now. He yeah. I, he had an okay game, but yeah. there's there's a reason we were cut open as many times as we were, and I mean that barbaroussis miss is just it, what an incredible sight that, in the first half. Which I mean, we if you go from Lockie Bar to the next goal three minutes later, the penalty. I didn't see too much of a difference between what Barbarusis did with Gauchi and um and the penalty being awarded to Wellington. They both look like shoulder-on-shoulder challenges to me.
2: Okay. Yeah, do we think if Barbarossa scored VAR, potentially may have pulled it back for a foul? I it's don't think so.
1: I don't think so either. I thought it was a pretty
0: fair challenge. I thought it was pretty fair, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. Uh, but he made an absolute
1: mockery of it, the idiot. So we all laughed. I'm, I've never heard the home end sing uh, uh, about how sharp the opposition oh, are. Yeah. More, more than that night, I tell you what.
0: There was a period there in the
1: first half, I think, where every
0: it was like Wellington had a little spell there where they kind of had half chances or or someone would it would come to someone outside the box and they would blaze it over the bar or something. And it felt like every two minutes the whole North End was just up in your fucking shit. <laughs> just absolutely reaming him. It was the best. Um another guy who we laughed at a lot was I actually quite like this guy, but what a knobhead. Alex Rufer scores a penalty. down, makes it 3-1, then decides to shush the crowd and then uh, they go on to concede two more and lose 5-1. Mate, (laughs) read the room a little. Surely at 3-0 down, you're not shushing the crowd after you score a pen.
1: That's a definite check yourself moment, isn't it? Um, What did he think he's doing? He's only going to instigate a response from the home crowd and the home team. (laughs) What did he think was going to happen there? Were they going to come back and win 5-3 or something? Like potentially I mean they had the well we didn't talk about their outage before the game No Zawada, that obviously helped us a lot
0: yeah I don't I don't think it would have changed the result it's a big out for them but I still didn't I didn't expect Wellington to be this
2: you are um, pathetic I,
0: really they were pretty pathetic in the second half
2: I know you've spoken about you were quite intoxicated on, on Friday night and don't remember what too much. Never. But th- that was, is slanderous. That, was, that is alleged. There was this one phenomenal point where Tom at uh, 4-1 went, geez, it really did help us that they didn't have Zawada tonight. And you've turned around and just slurred at Tommy. Ah, oh, they could have had fucking 25 Zawadas out there and it wouldn't have made a fucking difference. <laughs> uh...
0: It did seem that way. They were pretty pathetic in the second half. We were cutting them open so easily. Uh, Aaron Kunda could have had a couple, probably. Um Jeez, it just—it got ridiculous. By the time the fifth goal went in, Uh we had Todd was up there with us, and he was—he was talking about getting the party goal, the fifth one. Once we get the fifth one, it's party mode, and it really was. Goodwin cut inside, finished beautifully from another SAS diagonal pass, and then Louis Dorigo was running past, doing the two arms up and
1: down to the crowd, just He's getting so everyone like- going. It was—it was full party mode. It was great. I can't believe I forgot he started in this game because he that was my favorite part of the celebration <laughs> is seeing how he was stoked and just bigging up everyone in the north end. Yeah, and Cooper's gonna love this the, the Craig Goodwin goal. What, what foot did he yes, score? Yeah, it on? cut inside, scored on his right peg, didn't he? Oh, so mm. good, yeah. he's a genuine two footed scorer now. Louis
0: Dorigo also got the assist for the Ibasuki goal, which was just wonderful football. Sweet. We just cut them open. Um, it's one of those ones like. It was a great goal by Adelaide, but the defensive prep,
2: like we made them look bad there, but they are also just but they are like bad. They were bad. And in, in our um on Louis Rigo, in our like sort of group of group of mates and people that we know that attend these games, there's a, a strong northern presence. And for Is there few, ever For <laughs> for a few years there, there was this whole King of the North, Jordan Elsie cult hero thing. Yes. Um to Careful. me. To me, no, no, nothing on on Jordan Elsie. It's just a a comparison. To me, Louis Dorigo is this real, like, he is really growing into this Adelaide United cult hero figure. Like, oh, yeah, probably the first major A League generation player that we've had that grew up loving this club like we did and now he puts on the shirt every week and he's just as passionate on the pitch as he he would be in this as a lot of us are in the stands Mm. and and i just fucking love it his shithousery how much he loves the club how excited he gets about everything and i just i can't fathom why you still hate him and his entire family tom (laughs) <laughs> he he is the kind of guy that you want to see stay at Adelaide for the rest of his career.
1: Um, I think of him as like a likable Stefan Mork. I think he embodies everything Steph really wanted to be for this club, but like he Louis just does it so effortlessly. I really like Louis and he has he's come to he's come to age this season. And I think it's because we've played him more and we haven't tried to force him into this weird position next to Day or next to Izzy without having a creative outlet in front of him. It's just we're ten games unbeaten, and everything is working. Basically, we are firing on all cylinders, mm. and you know how you know how scared that makes me.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy because it was horrific and it didn't need to happen in that fashion. But the Day injury is a little bit of a blessing in disguise, um, mm. and I think it's off, you know people people called for so long for for us to rid ourselves of that. Age double pivot that we were playing with and it's gone out of force now and we are just thriving and i just can't help but feel that that's part of it yeah but don't don't tell the one day t-shirt brigade
1: uh, brigade because we are <laughs> going to be in all sorts of fucking trouble yeah <laughs> we had, uh, there were more
0: celebrations for one day than there were for for the life of pele in <clears> yes yeah, there's it absolute it was, scenes
1: <laughs> <laughs> interesting priorities we have as football fans today uh
0: He's what number was one day twenty eight. Twenty eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did a minute's applause in the 29th minute for that. Um, that was wonderful. So people don't understand Look, the is... concept of clocks and time, but
2: that's I'm okay. um I'm, I'm not sure. Are you done? Are, you, are we done going through through goals here chronologically? Oh, I, it's up to I, you. What do you want to do? I, you talk I, about I what have you. Have a mate. little bit of a. You're the one last who runs week, the you, show. Last yeah, week yeah, you took you over know, hosting the... responsibilities. <laughs> so I have, as always, anyone that knows me. Could have seen this coming from a mile away. We've won five one, and I still have a whinge, like I still have a, a major here we go. What is a grudge it? with this game and with Colvier. And it's at we were three one up in the fifty first minute. Sorry, three nil up in the fifty first minute, and then four one up in the sixty second minute. And we still only gave Johnny Yule five minutes <laughs> off the bench in fucking dead time. Yeah. If there was ever a night. To give this kid thirty to forty minutes on the pitch, it was Friday. Hmm.
1: It did seem like a rotate easy kind of night, didn't it? But I guess we've got Barnett in there as
2: well. He obviously can't play ninety, so you've got to get him out. Um, you just well, we took we took Jay Barnett off and brought Ethan Allegich on, so we were four one up and went more attacking. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's too. a, I don't think there's a, a shift here where bringing Johnny Ullon would have been a negative move.
1: Maybe we would have been too top heavy, too attacking at 5 1.
2: Alex Rufo's plans of evil would come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to tempt the fates oh, yeah, of Rufo, okay? Carl saw him shush the crowd and shit his pants. Went, not not today, Alex, not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs>
1: We're not vindicating that
2: kind I of shit. Um, I've just realized as well by, by doing that and skipping over the chronological goals, we've skipped one of the probably. Oh, this, this is probably forgetting a few, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say a top five team goal I've ever seen scored at High Marsh. Oof. Our fourth goal, the Hiroshi, Ibasu but, you know, goal did, was we did absolutely, mention absolutely, touch on it. Absolutely filthy yeah. football. What
0: were you listening to when we just mentioned it before? Not a lot. It was good. but
2: it was. <laughs> I, I just you
0: know I, I you think I landed it on it was bridges. really good. Like it was it's, a good goal, but also
1: Wellington's defensive pressure by that point was pretty fucking awkward. But it, you know, know it we, was, we
0: did the work to cut them open.
1: It was so good we had to mention it twice. i I turned to Sam and got very, very excited, like I, I do when so a half excited. decent goal was scored. Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: beautiful. It was so yeah. slick and we did it so fast. Especially like, utilised all of our best players. We were we were 3 0 up at one point and then 3 1 before that goal, and we'd seen two scrappy goals from inside six yards and a header off a corner. It it hadn't been the most exciting three one lead that we'd seen mm. on High Marsh. Mm. That definitely got us up.
1: No, that was a great goal. Well, uh, top five team goals. we Looks like we're going to have to go through all the goals, lads. For me, oh, at marsh hey, because my favorite one, I think, if you're thinking of Look. it, my favorite one was away, and it was in the title year. It was away at Wellington, where I think Karuska plays this crazy long range ball that someone doesn't give up on. It might be Goodwin. And he slings it back across the box and Jute taps it in. It's, it's one of those fantastic team goals. Thanks for that.
0: Yeah, I'll let you have it. I can't remember right now. That's honestly, that's something we need a bit of prep for. You can't spring this on me <laughs> at
1: fucking midnight on a Tuesday, all <laughs> right? So. <laughs> What did you um, think of um, Aaron Kunda's reaction after missing uh, that that open goal after he <laughs> rounded the keeper? He wasn't happy.
2: You know, uh, I said I, I said to Sam on the night that I don't think he was crying because he missed the goal. He was crying that because he missed the goal, he had to do the after the game sprints rather than going <laughs> and celebrating with the crowd. It's it's likely that
1: <laughs> that does seem very necessary, doesn't it? Yeah, who who wants to do those after game sprints? It's embarrassing. I was sad that he didn't score that because the place,
0: we, we've we mentioned it every week now, when he comes on, the noise when he gets subbed on is like a goal. Um, and then as soon as he gets a chance, the, the place is on its feet. It's so good. Hamash was absolutely
1: pumping Friday night. It was excellent. Um, we oh, Shout so- out on that. Shout out. Sorry, shout out on that quickly as well. Wellington typically would be the lowest attendance of the season by any margin, mm. irrespective of where they are in the table. To get 9K out there, I thought it was nuts.
0: Yeah, we're we're punching pretty high at the moment, above our weight. Adelaide United, as we always do. Uh, we're now sitting. We're four points behind Melbourne City, but they've got they've got a game in hand on us. Um, Doesn't matter Adelaide, if we're going to win it. Adelaide standing alone in second, but we've got we're Sydney next, who are three points behind us. We've got them away uh, this coming Friday night. I'm just just before we get to that, I'm quickly looking ahead at the the fixtures we have left, and I'm a little sad. We have three home games left. And I can only attend one of them. Oh, no. We've got West Sydney away this Friday. Then we've got Sydney at home on a good Friday. Um, I'll be away for that one. Then we've got Western United at home on a Sunday, which is uh, okay. AFL gather round. I think you're working and I'm... I'll be at No, the
1: I'm, I'm leaving the state when the gather round is coming in. I'm Love going that. out.
0: Sick. Be salty all you like. Uh, then we've got Perth away. And then the last one, I can make the last round, which is a... A home Friday night game against Central Coast, and then hopefully we have a home final after that. All going to plan,
1: but that that home game against the Mariners is going to see us lift the title, Sam. So this
2: is exciting. Oh, geez, don't
0: get don't (laughs) don't
2: believe (laughs) Sammy. Just could could Macarthur just not have held on? Yeah, there's that. have held
1: on. Even for them to get a point, I think indicates that that they're wobbling city, and they've got to play that catch up game against Victory which probably should have been abandoned, given to City. I think that's a real danger game. And then they've got West Sydney on the last game of the season. There's three potential mm. games there where they can lose. It's a shame we don't play them again, because that's an easy three points these days.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, in the bag, in uh, the bag. W- Western Sydney away this Friday. Thoughts and predictions?
1: Uh, I think, number one, it's next Friday, because uh, the Socceroos are playing this Friday.
0: Oh, it is too. <sighs> yes, it's international break, break, my man. I've, uh, I've messed that up.
1: Yes.
2: Two it's weeks. A total, Fucking it's a total yeah. international um, breaks
0: shit me, man. They're so <laughs> boring.
1: I hate to be the one to break it, dude. <laughs> uh,
0: oh well, we'll continue our title ties in two weeks. So uh we might as well talk about it now, though. Predictions.
2: Oh, we will win. I don't know, it's tough, it. isn't it? Because didn't they just oh, beat man. Sydney 4 0? Gonna be, yeah, yeah, gonna be probably the toughest test I don't think on that. on this run to to second mm. place um, I don't think they're that good yeah I'm not I'm not sure how good they are either but you know I don't enjoy playing a defensive side that aren't that bad at Parramatta either I'm gonna say we get them two one
0: yeah we, will, will you per- take will you take a draw no
2: nah. Honest, win, win, or, win or bust. The only, look, I don't want to be this guy, but I think the Mariners are a bit out of Nick and the only team I'm concerned that will pip us for second spot is potentially the Wanderers. So if we can, you know, bring a point home from Parramatta, I, I wouldn't mm, be angry that's, about it.
0: That's uh, Cooper's got his sights on second. Tommy's already, weeks that's ago, Tommy had his sights very firmly on the title. The
2: league title. So it's it's I coming just, home. That's nice Coop. On your love for the title, if we do manage to to get ourselves within three points of Melbourne City come that Friday night fixture against the Mariners, because of that day change, we will be kicking off on the same day at the same time as the Melbourne City Western Sydney Wanderers game. So brilliant. It would be a very so you that know, would be amazing. Someone someone get the phone out. That would be fucking unreal, actually. The, well, like, I don't know how
1: many times we've had this in the you, A-League where you the games probably, have been. Cooper, you will get your
0: phone out because you were up. I don't know if we should tell the <laughs> listeners, but we're at Adelaide, of the game United, you Adelaide United. Adelaide United, 5-1 up, and you're on your phone watching Geelong and Collingwood, <laughs> and you don't even follow either of those teams. So, um, yeah, well, whatever. You do you, but, oh, good stuff.
1: Um, <laughs> Everything for the
2: bank.
0: We might just wrap it there. I reckon that seems like I, um, a good one. Just, just. Oh, quickly. you got something else? Yeah, the go. last,
2: the last thing I wanted to spurt. Last week, when we spoke about the Socceroos squad, we discussed Brandon Borello and I chatted a little bit about how much I love that he's come back to the A League and made an advert that you can come back to this league and yes, and revive your career. Um, since then we have seen a uni be called up to the Tunisian squad, who is one thousand two hundred and fifty nine days without an international cap. Sure. Robert Mack got called up to the Slovakian national team, who is 492 days without an international cap. And Daryl Lockman will play for Curacao, who is 643 days without an international cap. And I just, it just, I, I love it. It just makes me feel like this league is, you know, it, on the park potentially as alive as it's been.
1: Look, I love it too. But if those three national teams came and asked me to play for them, I probably would reject all of them.
2: Um, look, if I was Daryl Lockman, I wouldn't have gone, you know, you haven't wanted me for 700 days. I'm not going to come back and play for fucking... The mighty Kurosawa. Uh, the mighty <laughs> and start at centre-back against Norway with Erling Haaland running at me. Um, I'll probably sit this one out, boys. But...
1: Uh, Are they playing Norway? <laughs> That's going to
2: be brilliant. Let's wrap it there
0: because we've just, we've just derailed any progress we would have made with listenership in curacao so let's <laughs> stop before we ruin any other nationalities that might want to get on board with us so uh good stuff get on board and listen to episode 105 that's how we talked about the fa cup el classico borussia dortmund Bayern munich marco royce premier league some red card shit for Mitrovic, fulham losing their shit and uh why why is back at palace go check that one out on wherever you wherever you're listening to this go check it out all right have a good week folks bye
1: go, go to the soccer roots.